0: hey Vic the sound check here just giving the people what they want me on the mic oh
1: come on you know what it is I
0: just want to say thank you so much for listening if you you. have a second could you uh, rate us review us on wherever you listen to the podcast please it would mean so much to us even
1: if you're on the toilet listening rate it
0: yep that's where I listen to all my podcasts prone room no okay (laughs) thank you so much
1: Hey, how's it going? This is Billy, and
0: I'm Jen, and you're
1: listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen.
0: <laughs> Cheers, babe.
1: Cheers to you, love.
0: Cheers to you, my love. How are you this morning?
1: <laughs> hey, your accent's terrible.
0: Oh, well, everyone gives I'm,
1: me grief for doing both, bad accents. Both
0: no. are terrible, but today, yours is actually today, awful. Today, today we're going to have coffee talk.
1: Vic, right? Who's better? Uh, today we're going impossible. to have coffee talk with Billy and Jen. Now you do no. it. Today. <laughs> you sound like a British nanny. Today. Well,
0: today, we're going to have coffee talk with Billy and Jen. Join Wait. us as you pour your cup of tea Please. or your favorite cup of coffee. It's a sport
1: of tea. Sport of tea. A sport with of a little tea. little dab no.
0: of honey will do oh, you This God. is
1: digressed. It's okay. terrible. Well, let's um.
0: just make sure everyone knows that you're wearing a deep V this morning, and it is quite...
1: You say it every time. Yeah, but they all need to
0: know because not every time. And you have lots of gray hairs coming in. What? Just just FYI on the chest. Ouch. Chest hair with gray hairs. You just caught my
1: hair in my zipper. (laughs) Uh, Ouch. Those are blonde hairs. That's what people who have gray hair say. You're all in denial. It's blonde.
0: And your beard. I think the quarantining is getting okay, to Okay, which leads me
1: to believe we're not alone today in Coffee Talk Studios. <laughs> and um, I'm about to introduce our guest who's on the phone as we quarantine. This, I'm thrilled about this one. You guys are going to love this. But this guy, him and I hung out social distancing the other day. Oh, you were? We were six feet apart, yes. But okay, it, wait.
0: Did you hug?
1: No, we didn't. Okay, we okay. wanted to, okay. but we we, we, uh, we elbow bumped it. But he he has let his beard grow in during quarantine, and it's got this silver... Yeah, and it looks duh. good, man. You it's know. like Denzel Washington. It's okay. unfair
0: because guys get away with it. It's like distinguished. Like, let's talk right. about Vic the chick's gray hair for a oh, second. Oh, God, it's bad. There is so much gray hair going around her little face profile area that I said piece? the other day, oh, I'm okay. like, sister girl. Why yeah. are we talking sister about girl. this? Sister girl. It's time to do a home coloring You
1: did not coloring say sister kit. girl. <laughs>
0: what are you talking <laughs> home about? Home coloring kit time. Like, you cannot be waiting for the salons to open up. You Holy. it's You and me- Look, it's time. I'm living my in life. In the bathroom, let's let's just dye that Your stuff.
1: southern roots have come out. Sister girl. <laughs>
0: Sister girl.
1: All right, let's introduce our guest. Um, yes. I love this man so much. Him and I are friends. I'd go as far as to say brothers. Brothers from another mother, but we as brothers. Um, Phil Farrell Phil. is with us in Coffee Talk Studios. Phil, thanks for joining us, man.
2: It's an honor. You guys are
0: hilarious. <laughs> we love you and your babies and your your hot wife. I love Grace to pieces.
1: Phil and Grace and Jen and I, I don't know. We've known each other for years. At one point, it was at a distance, uh, kind of in the same circle. We love each other from a distance. Yeah. We love each other from a distance.
2: I didn't say it's been that.
0: Like t- it's been like 10 years, I think. 10, yeah.
2: almost 11 years. Yeah, easy yeah. a
1: decade. We've worked together for the last six or so, right? Has it been the sixth? Yeah. We, yeah. Phil is um one of the premier um musician writers in the world today. And some people are like, "Oh, you're exaggerating." I'm actually not. And I don't know how much we'll get into it, but Phil is one of the best artists um when it comes to leading worship in a church place. Oh, my there's goodness. just honestly there's no one like him. But he goes he does so much more than that. But um what'd you say? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and you. that's coming from Vic the soundcheck, who's actually very good in her own right. Phil yes, is like you know, it's like basketball. Professional basketball players are the best, but then when Michael Jordan and LeBron steps on the you know yeah, scene, they're just, like, okay, well, no he's the best of the best. That's what Phil is. Yes, yeah. There's great musicians and writers out there, and then there's Phil Farrell and all the musicians wow. and writers are like there's Phil.
0: Phil, Phil we're going to be um, starting a church one of these days, and what, <laughs> what I want to say is the the opening uh, a day, we need you to come. Okay, we need you to come with Vic the Sound Chick and just you know. Do what you do, friend.
2: <laughs> just, just send me the date. Just okay. send me the date. Okay,
0: it's coming your way very
1: soon. Um, awesome. Phil, how are you doing, man? What's what's new? Where are you calling us from?
2: So I'm, I'm currently in um, Redmond, Washington. Um, I am sitting in my apartment alone. My family is actually uh, shelving in a place in New York. They went to New York right before New York blew up. And yeah. we will finally be back together. On Tuesday, after being apart for two months, which is in
1: oh my goodness, that's too bro, long. you haven't seen Grace or the kids for two months.
2: I have not seen my wife or all the things that you do with a wife in two months. <gasps> no, yes, sir. I,
0: I, I, okay. Oh my god, I'm brave for you right Let's now. stop for one second. <laughs> um, you brought up sex. That's She's not healthy, like friends. We need to come together. Jen, stop using to, those words to to reunite the bodies. You know what I mean. Two months is too long,
2: bro. Two right. months. I agree. Two months is too long. But don't worry, we'll take care of that. Don't worry. Okay, I will never forget. Years
1: ago, Jen and I, we had moved from Atlanta to Seattle. She had to go back to Atlanta for business and stuff. She was gone for one yep. month, and bro, about twenty-two days. I'm calling her on the phone, and I'm literally, I'm the most jealous. I'm like, is that guy, that one guy who used to always, is he over there? You're like, I'm literally like, I'm like, I will fly to Atlanta and kill him. And she's like, oh my goodness, you have to stop. He needed
0: therapy so bad. I literally was like, what is, you're having a mental breakdown here. (laughs) Um, Phil, I just have to say one thing. You have an ability to make a lot of children very quickly. When you come back together after two months, I just, for Grace's sanity, let's not make any more children for a hot second. You know what I mean? Like, Grace, I got you, girl. (laughs)
2: grace does not want to have any more children right now the beautiful thing is grace still has baby making years in the future
1: yeah so So, you want more kids
2: yeah yeah so grace is uh well i don't know if i could she's she is in her early 30s i'll say it that way so we could still have more more children we have four children now as you guys know yeah and we, we could still have more and uh, but four is enough you four, know especially the enough. younger ones the young the younger ones are five three and one right now they'll yeah. be rolling up that's over the next couple Dude, months that's the front
1: lines.
0: yeah she's in it for real
1: <laughs> Phil if you could like what's what's the pur- how many kids do you want to have
2: so when we got married um, was almost 13 years ago we said um five to seven kids oh wow wow
0: we said one to two kids. <laughs> like, you have to be some kind of crazy to want that many kids. <laughs> well, dude, I
1: come from six. I There were six of us when I grew up. And then my parents, my mom had nine brothers and nine. sisters. So do yeah. you come from a large family? Does Grace?
2: Well, no. Both of us each had two siblings. Okay. So it was a three, you know. Uh, but I don't know. We just kind of felt like I wanted a lot of kids. I love families that had lots of kids. Cause it was almost like they were their own friend circle, you totally. know? And um, I love that idea for my kids, especially if we're going to do a ministry stuff. Who knows we're going to be like? If somebody told you 20 years ago that you'd be living in Kirkland, Washington, in that fat house, then, uh, (laughs) you know, you would have been like, no way.
1: That's actually true. I've been like, where's Kirkland, Washington? I I wake
0: up every morning. We've we've been in this house for two weeks. I wake up every morning. I'm like, are we still like renting an Airbnb or something? Like, what is this? this
1: Hey, speaking of fat things, P-H-A-T, bro, you just bought a new vehicle. Yes, I did. Okay, I did. And this is gonna surprise people. So Phil Pharrell is very much like me. We are men's men, right? So Phil's yes. over six foot one. We both go over two hundred pounds. We roll with the best. <laughs> yeah, well, of, like, I know. go. I go well over two
2: hundred pounds. Okay, I'm me at, too.
1: I to just trying to be problem, generous gosh. to us. Um, I trying to. T- I'll
0: tell you. Don't, I'll you're t- not t- telling my weight. Yeah, I'll, why not? Let's you are fight? not telling no. my weight. <laughs> what? Is,
1: that's easy for you to say. One twelve. Okay. You know, <laughs> I, my right leg weighs what your whole body weighs. Um, okay, Phil tell the tell the world like when you told me bro i got a new car i can't wait for you to see it you said you're not gonna believe it i'm thinking like dude got a escalade maybe he if you'd gotten a tesla i'd have been disappointed because i just feel like you're better (laughs) than a tesla okay um tell tell the world bro your car which is
2: sick do you want to maybe you don't want to (laughs) I, i got a mini countryman which is like a Mini John Cooper. John Cooper works. Can you it's, fit? Yes, a Mini Cooper, Wait. but it's like the small SUV. Yes.
0: Is it possible? Can you fit it there? you are
2: crazy spacious. I'm setting it.
0: It is so big in the front. Wow. Did you do that it for like amazing. mileage?
2: Well, it's great on mileage. It's 35 miles per gallon. Um, I love driving it because it actually has like a souped up engine. You know, those are made by BMW. So I, I drop it in sport mode. I'll be honest. Um, I was... I took Ruben, one of my friends, on a ride. And I got on 520, and we hit 115 in a matter of seconds.
1: Yeah, dude. Oh, my word. I mean, it's a straight-up sports car. Like, when you pulled into the yeah. driveway, I was like, oh, man. Okay, Phil. It looks good on you, bro. Honestly. I, I can't thank, imagine. You, thank you. I you.
0: I- the truth is, is I love to drive fast in cars. So yep. I- it's a thing. I would love to get in that car. We could go, like, you know, we could push, like, 120, <laughs> 130. <laughs>
2: and and the funny thing is you still step on the gas at 115 and it still is pulling
1: oh man wow. like oh that's awesome yeah. oh man
2: so grace gave me the okay so we we actually got a minivan a few weeks back and it was has all the bells and whistles that grace wanted you know the tvs and the hdmi and sunroof and all Dear that Lord. Stuff. and and i was gonna get a, a truck and then grace was like well remember a couple of years ago you were talking about getting like a small car what you know would you still consider that? I'm like, look, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> and a <laughs> couple years it, ago, we actually test drove. Grace Grace was like, there's no way we can fit in this car. <laughs> so Grace and I test drove one at the mini dealership, and she couldn't believe how spacious it was. And that's the truth. And so you, I happened to I've heard that.
1: To, and when I when I saw your car yesterday, I was like, man, it has, I mean, honestly, the front two seats. I wouldn't say much for the back seats. I don't know about that. Your well, kids,
2: not, not for the back seats,
1: no. Your kids will be fine in the back. But the front two ones – um, I was like, dude, that's almost as spacious as my SUV. It's a lot of space.
2: It's yeah. a lot of space. And they were just very efficient with it. So I love it. It's okay. a great car. Yeah. Normally when I'm ripping that's and awesome. running, it's just me.
1: Congratulations. Well, hey, Phil, bunch of stuff yeah. we want to talk about today. One um, of the two, you know, most people that would be listening to this podcast would know of you or know you because we kind of run in the same circles. There's a lot of people um, that you know that I don't know. Phil's very. Yeah. Phil's very connected. Phil's here's here's what I like about you, bro. You're a networker, but you don't come off networky. Like you know everybody. You no, know,
0: I don't think so. I think he knows how to build relationships. Okay, yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. I
0: don't even think you need to use the word networking because, like, I've never seen anything like quite like what Phil does. But
1: Phil knows everybody. He's well, relational. Yes, He's, you're the best. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this: How did you get into music and writing? You're one of the best at it. It's wherever you go; that's what people ask you to do. In fact. I would love for you to just show the world right now what we're dealing oh, with. Oh, please. This guy at the drop of a dime can just sing like like nobody can sing. Do you want to, I mean, do you want to grace? Why are you shaking your head oh, at sorry, me? sorry, I was reading something else. Do you want to grace? I totally agree. It's like, things like shaking her head like, no no, 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 don't make him sing. So, so I'll, I'll, go, I'll go a little old school.
2: I've got sunshine oh. on a cloudy day.
1: Yeah, come on, baby.
2: And when it's cold outside, I've got the month of May. Ooh. Yeah, you do. We oh, it. yeah, go there. But I guess uh. you'd say, what? what can make me feel this way, my girl? <laughs>
0: Girl. Talking about my girl. 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 Come
2: on, babe. <laughs> my girl. I, I
1: couldn't Jen
0: was singing along. It's
1: so good. I kept telling Jen, like, stop singing. He's singing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like all the people who can't sing start to sing. That's me. Okay, Bro.
1: That's yeah, honestly, oh, if I, every time I'm in a room with Phil, if he starts to sing or play, he plays multiple instruments. But they, when you just get, it's like the atmosphere shifts, man. So tell, how did you get into this? Were you born into a musical family? How did you get into music, writing? How, how did this happen?
2: I was definitely born into the music, musical family. My father definitely is that guy. When he opens his mouth, the world stops. And he, it's always been that way. Um, yeah. Ever since I was a little kid, it was just like, okay, well, when dad starts singing, everybody's going to, you know. We, of course, we grew up in a, a traditional black Baptist church. And so my dad would sing the song to make the ladies better have to cough the sanctuary. and <laughs> You know, that, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, so I've always been around it. My, also, my mother's father. He's a really good singer, um, and so it's always been there. My, my stepmom; she's a choir director. My stepmom's mother's minister of music. So I've always been surrounded by by music since as long as I can remember. My dad said that I was singing really, really early, but I was always in his shadow. Right. Um, and so, not anymore. I really though, right? loved it.
1: Go ahead. You're not. You don't feel like you're in his shadow anymore.
2: No, I mean I still kind of feel like when you know uh, if I'm around him. And people are like, hey, why don't you sing something? I'm like, no, you need to hear him sing. And he looks at me like, why? Like He's like, you're better than me now. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I, it, even if it's true that I'm better than him now, he's you, you still kind of feel like he's the goat. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: No, I get that. Always. Um,
2: and you- so so we grew up in Detroit, which is like music city. So that's yeah. why I owe to Motown. Motown. And everybody in Motown could sing. Like, I, seriously, everybody could sing. It was no big deal. My family's like 50 people in the family. And family dinners and everybody singing and harmonizing like it was no big deal. Nobody even thought it was really that special. Yes, my dad had a special voice because, like you said about the NBA thing, yeah. Um, You know, he was definitely like a Jordan or LeBron in the area, and and he actually was born and raised in the same city, so he's never left. Wow. Um, He's still there there now, right outside of Detroit. Yeah, right outside of Detroit. It's like twenty minutes outside.
1: Um, do you have so like I've, a favorite do you have ahead. a favorite moment in your music career? Like I mean, it's been since you were a child. I mean, you've been doing you and you do music not just in church, you do music outside of church. You have albums. I loved your Christmas album. What's it called? Merry and oh, Bright. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um.
2: <laughs> yeah, so my favorite one one thing that popped in my mind was I was in Salzburg, Austria, which is where the birthplace of Mozart and I actually got a chance to sing classical music in his church. So I did that mm-hmm. when I was 14. I'll never forget that. Oh, that was Mozart kind of a surreal Church. moment. Yeah. And then um, when I was in school, I went to Berkeley. Um, we did a tribute concert to Babyface, and he was there. And I got to sing um, the song he did with um, Eric Clapton, Change the World. If I could change. Love that song. World. Yeah. So to sing that in front of Babyface is kind of like wow. like the biggest thing of the world. You sing know.
1: Babyface's song to Babyface. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. you And now we're not going to name drop, but you've worked with a lot of very, 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 very influential famous musicians. <laughs> we can
0: um, name drop if we want to name drop. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, okay. I was shocked to hear I'm watching Justin Bieber's documentary. And one of wow. the entire episodes in his documentary that was released on YouTube, right, is your song, bro. What's the name of that song? Yeah. Uh, Angels Speak. Angels Speak. And JB's yes, doing it. And you you actually know Justin well. And I just thought, like, man, that's my friend. That's his song. And it's really good. Well, um, thank you, sir. Thank you. Go ahead. It's got to be weird. How do you navigate the world? So you'll work with pastors, ministers of the gospel, church people, church choirs, and then you'll do like I'll never forget going to a show you put on at the Nectar Lounge here in Seattle, and it's like you're singing stuff like my girl, Russell Wilson and Sierra there, who happen to be friends of yours, and I'm name dropping for you, right? You you would never do it. <laughs> um like they're cheering up, you're singing happy birthday to Sierra, and you 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 just fluidly kind of like effortlessly go back and forth between two worlds. How how do you do that? Was that intentional? Is it just, did you set out to do that, to be in the secular world and the Christian world, or is that just something organic that just happened for you?
2: I think that we we all know that we live in both worlds, regardless if we're operating in both worlds, right? And mm-hmm. so with, with your family, with my family, you know, both being PKs, you had to exist at a level that almost was like not realistic. You know, people expect you to, be above reproach. And one of the things that I learned after realizing that I'm never going to measure up to these standards that these people have, that they can't even live up to themselves. Right. That's right. is try to try to be my authentic self all the time. So whether you see me standing in front of thousands of people on the stage, or you see me in line at Chick-fil-A, I'm the same guy.
1: Yeah. That's
0: beautiful. And I don't
2: have to apologize. Right.
1: And that's, so so that's, go
0: ahead. And that's what and I think that's the very thing that's put you in both worlds and you've been able to rise to the top on all of those occasions is because you're true to your authentic self.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and if, if more people got that, I remember the day that I bought. So here's a name. drop: the, the day that I met Scooter Braun, yeah. I didn't know who he was. I had no idea who this guy was. Um, wow. you know, our pastor, he introduced me to him. He's like, Hey, this guy really wants to talk to you. So we started talking. And the first thing we said, talking about are our kids. I talked to him for 15 minutes about being a dad with little kids. And then he was like, Hey, I want to introduce you to Tori. She wants to meet you. And so it was just the craziest thing. Tori Kelly. And yeah. yeah, Tori Kelly. And, and so, so the, it was just the craziest thing. And what Scooter said was, he was like, I love the fact that you didn't know who I was. And you didn't try to figure it out. We just had a good conversation. Yeah. And that was the thing that made, you know, our connection really, really cool right from the beginning. And so even when I knew who he was, well, we already had a connection by then. So I was just like, hey, man, how are you kids? What's going on? You know. Yeah. So it wasn't so much about, oh, there's this powerful entertainment mogul right. and I'm so happy to be in your presence. I was like, man, you're just a guy and, I, and we already connected and I'm glad we're connected, you know, so we I'm can just be silly. real.
1: I love how you're so like, you're not, you're not pushy with what you do, but you, you're never embarrassed or I've never seen you put on the spot. Like when anyone's asked you to sing, like what I just did to you like that. I knew of course you'd be down. Cause you just literally, you never are like, Oh no, Oh no, no, no. You never, you're just like, absolutely. So that's amazing, and i that I, that has to be one of the reasons you've done so well, and dear Lord, we're only i mean you're you and I are about the same age Our whole yeah. we have a whole nother life in front of us, right? like I can only imagine what you're gonna do, what grace is gonna do, your family like I just can't wait, we're gonna do it together we're gonna we'll be watching each other, cheering each other on. Let me ask you this man, if you could give yeah. one piece of advice to young musicians, writers, getting started, um you've had so many doors opened up. I think a lot of it's just because you just do. You're just like, I'll just do it. Like you just you yep. don't make excuses. I love that about you. It's one of the reasons you and I connected. We're friends. Um, what would be that piece of advice you would give to some of these aspiring musicians that are like, I just want to get out there? Like they're hearing you say like you collaborate with Scooter and Tori and J B and you sang Babyface a song to Babyface, right? Like and they're like, How could I? Like what's one piece of advice you give these people?
2: The, the biggest advice that I can give to anybody is Protect your reputation mm. because nothing else matters.
0: That is that. so good. I
2: love so, that. So even if you're not the guy who's putting out an album, if you sit in the room and you make the best song you can in six months and then put that one song out and people are like, I don't know who this guy is. He came from nowhere with this amazing song. You have a high reputation. Yeah. And so as long as you're not trying to spread yourself too thin and you continue to create good work, People are going to be looking for good work, and they're going to find you. Yeah. And the the thing, you know, Billy, and I, you, you and I have talked about this. You know, one of the biggest people in the world, as far as the world of Christendom in the United States, um, is Bishop T.D. Jakes. Bishop T.D. Jakes didn't even move to Dallas, Texas, to start the church that is considered one of the biggest churches in the country until he was our age.
1: Say that, man. He was just getting started.
2: And but here's, here's the, the thing: thing. he was either forty one yeah. or forty two. When he moved to Dallas to start that huge monstrosity of all the stuff he had, you know, he had going on yep, there but now behind the scenes. So like,
1: don't yep. go ahead. But no, but I love it because we talked, and this gets me going, man. And this is what I love behind the scenes. TD Jakes had been putting in the work and doing yes. it. No one knew he was doing it. It wasn't like when he was forty. TD Jakes right. arrived. He had arrived. 13, 15 years before that, it was just at right. 40 people started to recognize. And I'm telling you, man, I believe that for you. I believe that for people listening right now. You're like, what am I doing? How I think there's people listening to the podcast right now, they're like, you know, how am I ever going to like just keep doing what you're doing? Yeah. Your day will come.
2: My my favorite verse, and actually I use it for like my my like uh, paraphernalia and all that stuff, is Galatians six nine in the message. It says, Do well all the time, it pays off.
1: Man. That, that, now that is a logo right there. Do well all the time. It pays off.
2: And and even like, you know, Jen, like with your, like the reason that you're able to do the things that you've been able to do with your business is because from the very beginning, you've been doing well the whole time. Yeah. Whether it was that you had like a cleaning business and you were doing that thing. And then that spun off so big that you end up being able to sell that off. And of course, now you got, um, well, you start off with just the candles and then, you know, yeah, look at this. These ideas of power.
0: It's like, it's, it's the integrity of all of our lives of what we do behind scenes and doing it yes. day in and day out when it looks really good and when it's really rough. Like, just keep at it. And it's amazing. Just like TD Jakes, that's why he's so inspiring in his 60s. He's literally reinventing himself. He's and getting he's, better. He's better than anyone else still, only like, because he's yeah. continuing to better himself. He's working hard. He's faithful. He's full of integrity.
1: Like, Phil, if you had told me T.D. Jakes is just going to stop right now, I'd be like, yeah, game over, man. Dude already won. Like, best of the best. But now, in his 60s, the Bishop is getting better. I actually
0: enjoy watching him now than I, 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 than I did in the past. Like, I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's well, amazing. And, and, and I, I think that he he is a great example for us of, if we want something to aspire towards is how are we at 61, 62 mm. still pushing the envelope and still pushing forward? You know, I love that man. Um, he's, he's doing an an amazing job doing that.
0: And I truly believe that like your best days are ahead. Like you're just, it's like you've had a lot Amen. of transition people who know you and real close to you know, that it's been a lot of transition, but you're just, you continue to inspire us by your demeanor and attitude towards change. And sometimes change that, didn't maybe go down the way it should have gone down Yeah, can we just
1: address that because i know you know we were talking about like you're you would fall into a category of a lot of people in america today you actually lost your job during a pandemic um yes so many people can relate with you right now so Mm. like like how are you doing like i you inspired me the way you handled that but maybe talk about that for a second like how did it affect you to lose your job your your source of income um during a, a global pandemic you were laid off
2: so so the, the, the first thing is we have to realize, and Billy, you, you said this to me over and over and over, God is our source. And so that's one thing to say it. It's a whole nother thing to believe it. Right, right. Right. And so if God is really God, then there's nothing that ever catches him by surprise. Mm-hmm. So we can choose to flip out and go crazy. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? I don't know. Okay, I got to do this thing. I got to do this thing. Or we can say, you know what? God has a plan, and I need to still myself and quiet myself enough. To hear what his plan is so that I don't waste any steps. If if we have limited resources, you know, losing your job means your your resources have limited. There is a time limit, you know, whether that is today or if you get some severance or something like that, the day that runs out, you already know you have limited resources. So you cannot be frivolously going from thing to thing trying to figure out what the next thing is because that's wasting time, energy and money. You can sit still. Go to the park. Sit on the bench and say, "God, I need you to speak to me. I need you to give me some clarity on even what I'm supposed to do later today." And just wait.
1: I believe that, man. And you're, bro. Just you, wait. I honestly say you're an expert at this. I've watched you over the years. That we've you even in uncertain times like now, um, but even in times where um, difficult times, you've always had plans. You've always had like, okay, here's what I'm working on for the future. Like i have love that about you. It's inspired me personally. It's actually encouraged me <laughs> over the years to be like, you know, I'm not just gonna do the one thing. I'm gonna like well, there's other things that can be done. You always have something coming up like you're you're never idle it's amazing and i mean maybe for your wife at times she's like please slow down. You, i mean you would admit right at one point you and i even working together over the years were like i was like hey i think maybe you might be a workaholic <laughs> right yes
0: yeah. maybe maybe 100
2: i am 100 percent a workaholic and i and and it, it doesn't come from a place of of like super unhealthiness it just is i really enjoy working I think the creativity about it, like, Billy, if I told you, like, hey, Billy, um, we need to go, like, one of your favorite destinations, I know, is going to the beach in Florida. You just love it, right? So if I was like, Billy, I got you a place in Florida. You're going to be there for 12 days, and I need you to write 30 sermons. You'll be like, when do I leave?
1: Oh, God, let's go. (laughs) Yeah,
2: serious. You'll be be down for it. So because you're always thinking about, okay, well, 30 sermons. I don't know why I need to write 30 sermons. I don't know what that's going to be for but it'd be really cool to have it in the bag.
1: Right. That's yeah. And
2: that's, that's kind of my thing where it's like, like even with the tech world, you know, the tech world is all about, okay, well we can't just celebrate yesterday's uh-huh. achievement. We gotta be pushing forward to tomorrow's big opportunity. Uh-huh. Um, you know, me losing my job, I was ready. I, I was really ready. I, you know, my resume had already been fine tuned. LinkedIn profile was already ready to go. Uh-huh. And I was just telling somebody just yesterday, they were like, so, um, what have you been doing and what jobs have you been applying for? I said, I have applied for one job in two months, just one. And it was a dream job at Apple where I would be making the loops that go into garage and logic. That was the only job I applied for. Yeah. And, and you know, I haven't heard anything, but the, the whole thing about it is I'm not scrambling and doing those things. And when you're not scrambling, then you can hear different ideas. So one of the ideas Um, obviously I'm a worship leader and tons of people have been reaching out like, Hey, can you help us with worship? You know? So I did the research to find out what, what would need to be done for me to actually create a worship set for people and actually send it to them. Like they can use it for their own services. And so I found out I could only do public domain songs, which are like hymns Mm -hmm. or my own songs. Right. So I've started creating worship sets for churches to be able to use. And by the time this podcast is released, it will be there. It's urbanworship.co. And it's it's oh, completely man. free. Churches literally can just go there, download the wow. worship set. It's going to have the scripture. It's going to have the lyrics there. Jeez. It has a little prayer at the end. And it's short. It's about eight, eight nine minutes top. Yeah. Uh, and it's different than what I'm doing live on like Instagram and Facebook yeah, because I'm actually programming the drums for the whole thing and laying down background vocals and adding bass. So it has more of a fuller sound. Yeah. And and literally it's just free. I love Completely that. free. People, See, people can give if they, they it want, you, but it's just
1: free. You're giving stuff away for free. And, and I know you're saying like you've only applied for one job, but you're still like it's crazy to me the opportunities you still have. You're still you're making money, you're still getting opportunities. And that's because you're a generous man. You're a you're a big thinker, you don't get scared, you don't live small, and you literally take every opportunity that comes your way. It's one of the most inspiring things. So you're kind of downplaying and I love that though, because you that's how you literally approach. I've never seen you get in difficult times, hard times, and we've been through a few, right? I mean, we have. Yeah,
2: we have, Um,
1: yeah. I've never seen you like, you're just always like, you just take it all in stride and yet you continue just to produce. Here's another thing I've noticed about you. and I want you to speak to this just briefly, man. You have the ability to forgive people that do you wrong. (laughs) I have watched this. I may have even been on (laughs) that side of that a couple times in our friendship where like I was like the guy that maybe you had to forgive. But you know, like, you have this ability, this uncanny ability to kind of just let it roll off, move on, um, and apparently just like, we're good. Like, I just have never seen you hold a and grudge. it's
0: not like a passive-aggressive, yeah, like, no, no, no. Oh, it's not I'm going to be one. mad, but I'm going to give it to him You're genuinely
1: like, just, we're good. Yeah. Phil, how do you do that, man? Like, please give us a tip.
2: So the biggest tip is um, thinking about our parents. So we all have parent stories where we're like, what in Idiot! Like, why? What were you thinking? And then we become parents, and we realize they were just making the best decisions that they, that they thought at the time, regardless if it was a good or bad one. We have to believe that our parents were choosing to do things because they believed it was right for us. And so, what I've decided to kind of do in my life is take that same approach. Somebody might have done something that was incredibly offensive to me, and or detrimental. Like, I don't have a job in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, I still have to choose to believe they're doing what they think is best for them. And it was not a personal thing for me mm. now. And sometimes it is a personal thing. Like Grace has come at me and she's like, I don't care what you say. That was personal. And I'm like, okay, but like, how is that going to help me by, by right. like getting into that? That's only going to make me in a, put me in a bad space and right. ma- mess up my spirit. Like, well, I can't even hear, or I can't sing. Like, what would it be like if you, you called me one day? I was like, Hey Phil, can you sing me a song? I'm like, no, man. I'm not in a place where I can sing. Right. You might pee on yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's real. That's so good. You just
2: gave me the title for this
1: podcast. Be <laughs> I might pee on <laughs> myself. <laughs> no, Bro.
0: that's so right. That's so real. And oh, you know what it is? It's it. like you, maybe you know this, but you have protected the grace and gift in your life by keeping that spirit and attitude. Mm-hmm. And I think we- That's
1: why everyone loves you.
0: Everyone has a gift, but not yeah. everyone protects that gift. And I right. think what you just said is the key ingredient of you protecting the gift that God's given you. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and when you said that, you know, what, what who popped in my head? Which is going to sound crazy? Tiger Woods. Nobody in a million years would have thought Tiger Woods would have been back.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a truth,
2: right? Because it was—it was almost like he just—he wasn't protecting what was what was precious, right? Right. And then now we here we are, what nine, ten years later, and he's back on top. Come on,
1: man. I mean, that and that should be a testament to anyone. Like, we are not down and out. It's like it is not over. It's never and over. I know there's a lot of people no. that can relate with this topic because there's a lot. Of, I mean, it was 36 million have applied for unemployment in America. That's the last stat. Yeah. I read. 36 million. Um, Just people losing loved ones. The yeah. pandemic is spreading. There's so much uncertainty. The economy, they say we're going to be in recession. And then they're talking about it might be a depression and like all of these things. And I just, I love your life, and I love conversations like this because it's not blind optimism. It's literally saying, "Hey, no, 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 we're going to realize that this is very real, but we are going yeah. to also stick to the to the belief and the determination that we're going to come out on top. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be better." Doesn't mean
2: it's not going to be really, hard, right? With, with that, you know, thinking about just like, of course, you know, you know, our friend Connor who had medical emergency six months ago. Like yeah. literally, the dude was dead. You know. Right. And they they brought him back and they're like, we don't even know if he's going to have capacity anymore. You know, we don't know what God has in store. And so these people are like, no, put it off. Like me buying the car, you know, I even think that the pandemic even helped with that where Grace was just like, you've all, you've been wanting this kind of car for a long time. Why not get it now? Like who knows what's going to happen six months from now, a year from now. And so we can also be Future proofing what's happening by living our best life now. You know, I you can it. say, Well, I could preach a better sermon next week. No, just preach a better sermon today. Do Send it a right better now. Song today. Do it today.
1: I love it. And yeah. speaking of our friend Connor who almost died, we didn't know. You just for the first time officiated your first wedding under quarantine. Connor and, and Dan. I,
2: I
0: love that. <laughs> Bro,
2: was that awesome? <laughs> it was amazing. It was uh it was really cool to do it. We were we were right on Lake Sammamish um wow. on like a per- private person's dock and it was one well, like one of those the docks that's like made out of metal grating mm-hmm. so literally the water was like splashing up through the dock wow uh, but it was beautiful you know, we cheat. We've been cheating something with the weather we've been having in Seattle. I mean, what was it the past weekend? But like 90 degrees. bro. yeah. Yeah. 88 cool.
1: degrees. It was unbelievable.
2: We normally don't see that weather until like after the 4th of July. Right. So. And then
1: we only see it for about two weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, those two weeks make the other 50 weeks worth it because it's so beautiful. That's <laughs> the truth. So. That's the unkept secret. We are that's the best Seattle. kept secret of Seattle. <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah, it is. So so the, the wedding was amazing. It was awesome to do it for them and even be asked by them. You know, I was able to be there the, the very first night at the hospital. Of course, you and Jen ran in the next morning yeah. and, and just being able to rally around them. And and so I was also there because I was spending the night in the hospital mm-hmm. with him um, when he woke up. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget when he asked me for water. And it was just one of those things where it's like everybody's been saying, I wish I could see a miracle. I wish I could see a miracle. That was a miracle. I just saw oh, it. It. And I got to see it. I just saw
1: it. Yep.
0: It's a total, it gives me goosebumps. I, I remember visiting too. And you know how, you know, in your spirit, like I just knew Connor was going to be okay. And it's yeah. just like he, the, the people around him, how you rallied around him. It was just so inspiring. But I think again, it goes back to how you live your life. you you were living for, tom, you were, you were doing what you can today, but you were investing yeah. into tomorrow. And even with Absolutely. Connor, you were believing and loving him in the moment where he, the doctor said, there's no way, but you believe that it would be a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And there was, it's just, it's a beautiful yeah. picture.
2: Yeah. And, and the more that we do that, you know, another friend of mine, uh, Craig, he went through about with, with cancer and, uh, had to go through chemo radiation. And he's like, I went to his house and he's like, well, he had this big old projection TV. He's like, yeah, that's my TV. I'm like, bro, why you got this 1972 dinosaur sitting <laughs> here? And he's like, Well, I'm just gonna keep it until it it goes out. Somebody gave it to me. I said, They gave it to you because they didn't want it anymore. That's right, in 1970, and, and, <laughs> exactly. And so, so my thing was just like, Why are you putting off things that like he has money? Like it wasn't would be nothing for him to get it. Uh, why are you putting off these things? Well, one day I'm gonna do this. One day I'm gonna do this. I'm like, look, right now you're dealing with cancer, and he had a great prognosis because they caught it early. But I'm like, you're supposed to live your best life now. Hey, Why take a nice. diminished life when you can have the best life now? Because you don't know what the future holds. Come on,
1: man. You've got me going now. All right, Phil, are you yeah. ready for a speed round? Can we do this? I want, the, I, I want the listeners to get to know you. So here's how this works. Yeah. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. And you just got to go with the first thing that comes to your mind, Okay.
2: Okay. It's going to be easy. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind right now is probably just going to be sex for everything. <laughs> <You know that? laughs> Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> so I'll bypass that when it goes to the second. It's so second funny.
1: Place. Okay, Sorry. we'll start with that because you know what's going to happen. Jen always asks, lights on or lights off?
2: Lights off. Oh. <laughs> That's it. You just lights off. <laughs> off. off.
0: Maybe light a candle or two. You like two. to do
1: it in the dark. I get it, man. <laughs>
2: But well, we have, like, in our current place, we have, like, a light right outside the window. And so it comes in the room anyway. Oh,
1: yeah. Moonlight. And it has to
2: be late at night because we got little kids. You know, they, like, during the daytime, you can't have no, like, afternoon questions or like that. That's so real. But, you know, they'll stumble in like, so what's
1: far. going on? Yeah, that's true. You guys <laughs> got to do it in the, yeah, I get it. You got to do it in the dark. Um, <laughs> yeah. My favorite answer so far has been, like, lights down low.
0: Lights down below. Oh. That was the greatest okay. answer.
1: Okay, here we go. Your wife is a better singer than you. True or false? True. Oh. She
0: is. Okay, can I just say. Which is saying
1: a lot because you're one of the best in the world.
0: When she started raising these babies, this girl's going to make an album that is going to go, uh-huh. I don't know, platinum, gold. Grace can sing. Whatever. Amazing. Grace. Hey,
1: tell the truth, uh, uh, Phil, like you would lie. Um, <laughs> Did you marry? It was one of the reasons you married her is because she can sing like an angel. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys are meant to be, man. Okay. Favorite place to eat in Seattle? Favorite place to eat, you yeah. said? The Market. Ooh, Daru Market. Oh, Daru. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, okay. That's true. Okay. I got another one. Let's ask you this. I'm reading them real quick. Um, you're a phenomenal musician and a songwriter, but is mm-hmm. it true that you cannot remember lyrics to save your life?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, I've no no joke. We will be in church and I look up and you're like, "Are you seeing the words so confidently?" And then you back away from the mic and I'm like, "He don't know That's the words." That's because I don't know them. He don't know the words.
1: Phil, but you cover better than anyone I've ever seen do it, man. Like you'll like you'll make up your own words, or you'll just hum it out. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: like we're like, oh, he rewrote, he reworked <laughs> yeah. his words. You'd be like, <laughs> like
1: Bada da boo boo de 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 ba da da boop boop da da da
0: Balcony
2: or somewhere, laughing at me.
1: <laughs> okay, um, if you could listen to only one artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Michael Jackson.
2: Oh, oh that's
0: yeah. a good answer.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, let's go with modern day. If you, a person who's still alive, one artist right now that's currently living, who would that be?
0: Ooh,
2: probably Michael Bublé, even though he's copying other styles, it just is fresh and clean. Oh, and that see, just, that I, sound I'm never go, gets you. old.
1: Wow. And look how that's, and that's what makes you such a great musician, man. You just said Michael Jackson and his same breath went to the opposite end of the spectrum and said Michael Bublé.
2: <laughs> like literally,
1: that's, oh, I love that about you, man. Oh, all right. Thank if you, you could have one superpower, what would you choose?
2: Uh, go back in time.
1: Oh, oh, really? Where would you go? Why? Like, so
2: you can change um, w- what you've done? I would travel. <laughs> I, I would want to travel back and meet, like, people. Like, you know, like, what would it be to meet to have a conversation with Beethoven? What would it be to have a conversation with Martin Luther King? What would it be to have a conversation with Nelson Mandela? Uh, what would it be to have a conversation with Paul? You know?
1: Wow.
0: Love that.
1: That may be one of the best answers I've ever heard. Like, I'm always like... I'm so selfish. I'm like, I want to fly. <laughs> I just want to fly. But yeah, like to go back and teleport.
0: Time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down with that one.
1: Like in my first teleport go-to, sounds when you said,
0: pretty
2: sweet. I mean,
1: yeah, you teleporting. You can you, be anywhere. You can go either point. or
0: back second. Back to the future or, or to the future. You know,
1: which is actually right. good for you because you're a traveling machine. You travel everywhere.
2: Yes, like I love traveling.
1: You're even traveling during COVID nineteen lately, right? You.
2: I ha- I have been doing some traveling, which has actually been great during the pandemic because they've been cleaning everything. Like nobody's business. It's. Um, actually, I got off a plane that only had twelve people on it, and they had ten people there to clean the plane when it was th- when we landed. Wow. Yeah. So
0: it's the healthiest time and safest time to me to fly. It's like wow.
2: Okay. Absolutely. And and this is something you didn't know about me traveling. I actually prefer to drive, and I have to tell you honestly why. So my family struggles badly with getting on any kind of a time schedule. They just. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that it's a struggle for my <laughs> it kinda family.
1: It kind of sounds like you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: That's so funny. So I am worried about them getting on this plane on Tuesday, but um, it's so much easier if we just drive. I could just be like, listen, we need to be there by Thursday. So whatever happens between Tuesday and Thursday, we need to be there by Thursday, and we can get in the car. So. Or running late or somebody wants to pull over or whatever. It just makes it so stress less. I yeah. stress out about I love that. missing <laughs> flights.
1: I love to drive too. Yeah. I love to drive. Jen does not like driving. But dude, for me it's therapeutic.
0: No. I like driving there and flying back. I just want to get there. Too much time wasted driving.
1: Okay. Phil, I want I know we gotta we gotta honor everyone's time. This is awesome I kinda of feel like we need to do a second podcast with you. Can I I don't wanna end on a heavy note, but this has been you and I have talked a lot over the years on racism. Yeah. Um you're a black yeah, man, yeah. I'm a white man. You've helped me more ways than I could probably verbalize and just kind of understanding, understanding what it might be like to be. I'll never I'll never be able to walk in your shoes because I'm a white man yeah. and I uh, I have a privilege that I don't deserve. Right. Um, because the color of my skin, which isn't fair, but mm-hmm. I can do my best to walk alongside you. And you've helped me so much as a friend. I I was grieved, as I know you were, as as the whole world should be with the incidents surrounding Ahmad Arbery. And just the terrible, terrible, murderous, racist acts that took place. And I, I sat in my home and I said, I literally had this thought that I'm sheltered by the color of my skin, which is an undeserved privilege that should have never been and should never be. And, um. And then I heard something saying, I would love for you to comment on this because you and I have, have had these conversations before. And I know we just got super heavy, but this is – this is the, we live in these times. We live in these moments. Someone said – do you agree with this comment? I heard someone say, um, racism isn't a conversation between white people and black people. It's a conversation between white people and white people. Do you agree with I, that? I, I what are your thoughts agree. on
2: that? I completely agree. Why? What do you um, Explain so- that. As, as any community, and, and even if we don't, like, even if we go beyond race and even talk about sexism or, um, you know, sexual preference, you know, things that are different than whatever you call mainstream society. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the people who are being marginalized know that they're being marginalized. Um, and to have a conversation about them being marginalized is, is trying to have, like, a sensible conversation with a child after you spank them. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. Um, but... The people who are in power, who have the power to make changes, those are the ones that need to have a conversation and recognize really what's going on. Yeah, You know, when people ask me as a black man, how do I feel about what how things are going on? I almost immediately turn it to something else, some other race, because it's so much easier to talk about a different race. So for example,
1: mm-hmm.
2: at the beginning of the coronavirus, people were literally beating up asians all over the world man it's terrible attacking people for no reason literally nothing provoked they're just saying hey it's your fault that this virus is going on they don't even know what culture these um you know what nationalities these people had they're just literally beating them up it's just and i didn't hear very many people standing up for them either saying hello this is not okay right Mm -hmm. and i believe that most people believe it's not okay but are people actually standing up? And most importantly, like going back to what you said, are the people in power standing up? Well, in this case, we actually have a president, and I don't mind saying this, we yeah. have a president who was saying he said I saw the clip. Yeah. He said this is a Chi-, you know, this is a Chinese virus It came from them, you know. Yeah. Um, and and it's just kind of like, well, God, I, you know, Ellis. what? <laughs> this is not okay, you yeah. know.
1: It's not okay. so. It, it never will be
2: okay. So it never and never will be okay. And I, so I think that's the beginning. Mm-hmm. Is um. Yes, we all live in bubbles. I live in a bubble, right? Typically, if I'm sitting at a table in my house, everybody in my house is the same color. If a friend comes over, they tend to be the same color, you know? Um, And yes, obviously, we're friends, and I was just actually sitting at your house yesterday. You were. But so what's important is that we go outside of our home, outside of our dinner table, and we have conversations that we are listening Not chiming in, not giving advice, but listening to people who have a different story, a different culture, a different race than we are, not that now we're an expert on this person's race or something, but so that we can actually bring that dialogue back to our table and hopefully inspire more venturing out and having more conversation. Yeah. Because the moment, and you know this, the moment you find out that people are human, it's kind of hard to really have something against them.
1: Yeah. Once you yeah, once you know their story, once you you learn about their story,
0: that's exactly right. yeah. You have you have a newfound compassion and understanding. No matter what color our skin is, of that person, you know, it's like wow.
1: And you helped me with this years ago, Phil. I remember, um, you know, having a conversation, and I remember saying to you like, "What, like, what can I do?" Like me saying something, I I remember it's like I don't want to say anything because I feel like I might say the wrong thing. And what honestly can I do? I can't relate. I have an undeserved privilege being a white man, and I remember you saying to me, um, and I wonder if this is you were you were like, um, but not saying something is saying something is is saying yeah. something like by you not saying anything, you're actually saying something
2: Yeah, it would be better off for you to regularly be speaking, and even if you you know mildly misspeak of something, the fact that you're actually making an effort to say something will win over. The mild misspeak. You know, if you said something like, oh, uh, I realize I shouldn't have said something. And you're the type of person that you would say, "Okay, I need to publicly say, hey, I realize now that what I just said yesterday actually should have been said this way. And so now Mm -hmm. me as an African-American, if it was something that was pertaining to me, I'm like, wow. Billy was big enough to say something, and then he was big enough to say something again to even alter what he said before. Yeah. So he said something twice. Not that he said something wrong, he said something twice. I love that man.
1: Because that's true with that's anything. So even if you're not good. talking about racism, my gosh, I'll say something I'm like, dude, that up. came out wrong. I said it wrong. Like, and I think we people spend so much life in fear of like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. But that's right. not enough that's not a good enough excuse to not speak up. Because there's some there's some people that ca- aren't heard. They're unheard. <laughs> And and so let's talk know,
2: about let's talk about the five-year-old Serenity, right? Yeah. So if five-year-old Serenity said, I don't even know if she liked McDonald's fries, but if she said she wants some french fries from McDonald's, and if you just said no, <laughs> your heart would fall apart being dad. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I need to give my daughter some more context, or tell her, like, mom has already prepared your favorite meal at home, so you can't have that because da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah. And so now it's like, not just that it was this stinger thing, but it was like, Okay. And then you'll probably be like, "But I'll get you some fries tomorrow." Or maybe we'll go get fries after that. You know, you'll you'll yeah. come up with something cuz she's a princess and that's what you, that's what guys do for princesses. Totally. And totally. and so it's it's kind of the same kind of a thing. If you if you just said no or what what if you've even ignored her? Yeah. And you're knowing like we got food at home. I'm not even going to to say anything about this. She doesn't know that. She doesn't know. Until you actually speak.
1: That's profound, man.
0: That's so good. I mean, I really I just I'm so grateful. Like I, I as a white woman that I've learned so much just listening, um, not just today, but even the, the times that I've read posts, even from your wife or you or just I, I don't know. I, say, I I feel very um my heart hurts and I feel humbled by even what's gone on in the last, you know, several days and months with everything. And I just wanna say thank you. Thank you for yeah, honestly for, for being so willing to have conversations to You've made such an effort to be in other other people's worlds, and I think it's such an example that you're you're not just friends with people that look like you. You're friends with so yeah. many different types of people, and it's inspiring. And I just want to say a personal thank you. Thank yeah. you for being who you are.
1: And when I grow up, well. I want to be like you, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome! Thank, True you, story, thank though.
1: you. Hey, Phil. you know
2: there, there's one. There's one quote, real quick. There was one quote. I believe it was MLK quote, but we can we can we'll correct this later. Yeah. in, right. uh, uh, in number two, but um, it said, "Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere." Yes. Yeah.
0: That, that is and
2: so right. If we are content with just being in our bubble, especially right now, so so many of us we're all sheltering in place, so we're we're almost forced to not interact with right. people. Um, if we're content to just do that, knowing that there's injustice is happening, knowing that there's people that are hungry, knowing that there's people that are hurting, and we're not even reaching out, then that's a threat to even you sitting at your table.
1: You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that.
0: And you're right, Phil. It is MLK.
1: Oh, thanks, Vic. it was Vic. perfect. Vic's I'm doing fat- my job. She's a fact checker. Yeah, thank <laughs> <you>.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: Well, Phil, I'm always Love inspired you talking so to you, man. Yes. I'm so grateful for your friendship. I'm excited about the days to come. Yes. I honestly feel like we do, we need to do this. May be the longest podcast we've done on Golf Talk, but we want. Yeah. I mean, it
0: was. It we was
1: need more time. Yeah, bro. I just. I want well, to talk
2: we can to cut it up. We can cut it up. You
0: know?
1: <laughs> Look at this guy. He's we'll always, give it to yeah. you to
0: fix it. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Will you master it? Mix it down? Yeah.
0: Put a little little tune behind it well hey yeah, thank we, you we do all of that and just do me a favor when you see your wife man just make it happen bro
1: jump her bones just
0: do whatever you need to do <laughs> just just promise me so, this give so her a break man no more kids, the kids for like the next year. <laughs> so that way they sleep well through
1: the
2: night and <laughs> then <laughs> I'll do exactly what they say September I before.
1: love you man love you thanks for joining you us too. and for all of you listening thanks for listening to Coffee Talk we'll catch you next time cheers
0: Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.